Hey y'all, this is Charlie and we are living, loving, laughing and grace. And last time I had to just stop right in the middle of the wonderful word the Lord had for us to let you go. So we're jumping right back in where we left off. Here we go. Oh yes, so we walk about in the world and our feet get dirty, right? We hear things we shouldn't, we see things we shouldn't. We, you know, like coworker says, makes a snarky comment. You know, we get angry at the person that cuts us off as we're driving down the road. Whatever. Our feet get dirty. You know what Jesus did? He washed the disciples' feet. Not their whole body. He said just their feet needed to be washed again. And the Bible calls the word the, the watering of the word. So as you speak the scripture over yourself, you're in essence washing that back off of you. Right. So we're not talking about your salvation. That's one and done, my friends, because that that rests on the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Only the work of Jesus Christ. But your walk, your daily walk can be affected. And when we're muttering the word of God over ourselves, it's like keeping it's like keeping a shower flowing. You know what? Like, oh, yeah, I had that, that thought that I shouldn't. But peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. you know, that coworker said something that really upset you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. You know, you kind of find yourself, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do about this situation. The helper, the Holy Spirit will come in, in my name. And, and, and the Father will send him in my name. And he will teach you all things and remind you of all things. Right? So these things become a weapon. The word of God is actually also your weapon, my friend. In fact, it is your sword. Do you know that in the in Ephesians, the Bible tells us about the weapons uh, of our warfare and all of them are defensive. In other words, they're made to protect you except for your sword. What do you do with a sword? You go on the offensive, right? You attack and listen to what the Bible says that the sword is. In Ephesians 6, 17, it says, and take the helmet of salvation. And so a helmet is defensive. It's meant to protect you. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. My friends, God's word is your sword. It's how you go on the attack against your enemy. Remember when the enemy, Satan, came to Jesus what did Jesus, the son of God, do? He quoted scriptures to the devil. That's how even Jesus overcame the temptations of the devil was by quoting the scriptures to him. Amen, my friends. Listen to this. I want to tell you what's going to happen to you as you continue to speak the word of God over yourself. In Leviticus 26, verse 7, it says, you shall chase your enemies. How about that? You want to stop running because we're not meant to. Jesus gave us victory ground already. The Bible says that the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. My friends, that means that the gates of hell is on the defense. We're on the offense. You want to stop running from your enemies and start chasing them? And I want you to, I want you to think of something. Enemies in the Bible, it doesn't mean even though in the Old Testament it was people. I want to give you uh, an idea of what God is referring to as enemies. Now, number one, death. God calls death an enemy. Sickness, disease, uh, uh, lack, poverty, right? Strife, anger, all these, all these things are enemies. And so when you, when you read about enemies in the Bible, think of that. Are you, are you having a, a difficulty in your health? 
right? Are you, are you having rebellious uh, children? Are you, are you dealing with uh, strife in your marriage? Are you, are you having difficulty uh, at work? These are all what God calls your enemies, my friends, which means what too? They're not from him. And how about you chase them away? And listen, you shall chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. How do your enemies fall? By the sword before you, my friends. And what is your sword? The word of God. No wonder when we keep the word of God in our mouths, he makes our way prosperous and he gives us good success because you're chasing your very enemies out of your life. You're chasing out those health issues. You're chasing out the weaknesses. You're chasing out those foul spirits of strife and rebellion, right? You're chasing out lack and poverty. You're chasing out your enemies, my friends, with the word of God. And listen to this. I love it. It goes on to say, five of you shall chase a hundred. My friends, do you hear this? If just five of us will begin muttering and, and proclaiming the word of God, We will chase a hundred enemies. What if five of us began speaking God's word over our country, over our government, over our neighbors? My friends, can I encourage you with that? There is a prayer in the Bible that went grace, grace. When Zerubbabel was, was sent to raise up the temple of God again that had been destroyed and it hadn't had any progress in 15 years, he shouted grace grace to it. I want to encourage you every day to shout grace, grace to the United States of America. Grace, grace to our president and vice president and government officials. Grace, grace to the state that you live in. Grace, grace to the city that you live in. Grace, grace to the street that you live on. Grace, grace to your house. Amen. And whatever country, you know, I know we got friends all over the world. Grace, grace to France. Grace, grace to Germany. Grace, grace to Singapore. Grace, grace to Saudi Arabia. Grace, grace to Mexico. My friends, shout grace, grace to your country. And let's watch as five of us through the power of God and the sword of his word that he's given to us sent a hundred of our enemies running. But check this out. It gets even better. You know, with God, it always gets better. And a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Five of you send a hundred, but a hundred of you send 10,000 to flight, my friends. I want you to look at this. We're always talking about our God being a God of multiplying. The ratio of five to a hundred means for every one person, it's a one to 20 ratio. 100 to 10,000 is a 1 to 100 ratio. Hallelujah. My friends, let's join together and shout grace, grace to this world. There's not enough laws in the world that can change man's heart, my friends. Only our Savior, Jesus Christ, and the grace that he died to give us can change hearts. Let's shout grace, grace to this world, this world that God thought was worth giving up his one and only son for, this world that God thought was worth dying for. Hallelujah. Let's pick up that sword and let's fight off these enemies and listen to this. Oh, our God is so good. Did you know that you can go to battle sitting in your own house, sitting in your own car, right? Sitting in your own cubicle at work. You can go to battle. My friends, more things get done behind closed doors. 
amen that we'll ever be aware of until we get to heaven. The Bible says, it goes on to say, for I shall look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you. Oh my goodness, we know, right? And confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat the old harvest and clear out the old because of the new. I shall set my tabernacle among you and my soul shall not abhor you. I shall walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. My friend, we fill our mouths with the word of God and he looks favorably on us. He makes us fruitful. He multiplies us and he confirms his covenant. You know what his covenant is, right? We've talked about it before. In Hebrews 8, verse 10, the Lord gives us the new covenant that we are under today. He says, for this is the covenant that I shall make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I shall put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. Stop. My friends, the Lord just told us this is no longer about how in the old covenant, the people had to try to keep God's laws. He just told us that he's going to put them in our minds and on our hearts. He's going to give us our desires, my friends. He leads us through the desires that he puts in our hearts. You know, for example, why did I start this podcast? Because the Lord gave me the desire to want to share his word, to be able to share how incredible he is, what an incredible loving father we have, what an amazing savior we have. He put a desire in me to share all this fruit that he's stored up in me over the years. It was all a desire in my heart, my friends. It's not something I feel like I have to do or that I have to fulfill. It's a desire. Amen. Hallelujah. So now he leads us by the desires he writes on our minds and on our hearts. And so in essence, we keep the law without even trying to keep the law. You know, Paul talks about that in Romans, that the Gentiles who don't even know what the law is, they don't know thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not have any other God before me. They've never read the law, but he said, by Christ, they're keeping the law. By the grace of God, because they accepted Christ, they're keeping the law when they don't even know what it is. How is that possible? Because now Christ lives in our heart. The Holy Spirit is in us doing what? Teaching us all things, reminding us all things, leading us through the desires of our heart. So through this new intimate personal relationship, we're actually keeping the law in a higher form, my friends. Do you know in the law, it never tells you you have to give? It tells you not to steal, but it never tells you to give, my friends. But you know what? People that know Jesus and his generosity to them, you can't stop them from giving. They love to give. They give and they give and they give. Amen. The, the law tells you not to commit adultery, but it never says you have to love your spouse. But under grace, when we all see, as it says in 1 John 4, that we love because God first loved us. When we see what Jesus was willing to suffer on our behalf, how much he must love us. That love fills us up to a place where we're so full. We love our spouses. We don't want to commit adultery. We don't want to hurt them. We love our children. We want what's best for them. We love our friends. We even love strangers that we just met because we're so full of the love of God. Hallelujah, my friends. Hallelujah. So he says that he'll be our God and we shall be his people. My friends, you know what that means when God is your God? Whatever you lack, he supplies it. 
You need protection. He's your protector. He's your protector. He's your provider. He's your healer. He's your peace. He's your miracle worker. That's what it means that he's your God. Hallelujah. And that's the covenant that we have today that he has made with us. And when it says that he confirms it, it means he's going to make it real and show forth in your life. Right? From the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have that covenant. But there's a difference in having that covenant and seeing it manifest in your life. Right? It's like Jesus. He always existed. Always. He existed with the Father. But there came a specific point in time when he was born on this earth and he manifested. So you have the covenant. And what we want is for the Lord to confirm it, which means, you know what happens when the Lord confirms his covenant? He confirms it so much so that even the people around you who don't know him recognize it. They don't know that's what it is. They're not going to come up to you and say, oh, I see the Lord's confirmed his covenant with you. Right. What they see is there's something different about you. There's something special about you. You just carry yourself, my friend, with a higher moral excellence. You're genuine. You're generous. Right. And most of y'all don't even know you're doing it. <laughs> Amen. Because that's the Lord confirming his covenant in you. They also see that you're well taken care of. Amen. That, that you were made, you know, it's amazing to me, right? This is the Lord confirming his covenant. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition re relating to my time in Iraq. And yet several years later, I remember the first time this happened, someone came up to me and said, you know, you're just one of those really healthy people, huh? Because you just seem to never get sick when everyone else does. And I just, I just started crying and praising the Lord. So I thought, here I am in the natural I'm the one who should be getting sick more often because I'm technically diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, my friends, which was very real. But the Lord has so confirmed his covenant in me that what other people see is that I get sick less often. That's the Lord's doing. Hallelujah, my friends. That's him prospering my way. That's him giving me good success. And he wants all of that for you too. All right. So. I'm going to try once again to finish this one little tidbit I can't let go of for Joshua 1.8 that I've just got to share with you, right? So we've seen how we, how we, um, we meditate and, and we meditate day and night. And now we realize this is our sword, right? That we get to fight off our enemies with. Amen. And then I want you to see this because it's just too beautiful. The end of Joshua 1.8 says, for then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. This word prosperous. If you were to study this in the original Hebrew that it was written, there's two letters. Aleph Taf. It says you shall make your way prosper, prosperous. Aleph Taf. And then you shall have good success. And I say, so what's the big deal about this Aleph Taf? Well, in Revelations 1.8, when Jesus appears to John, he appears to him and says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Oh, my friends, that's our Lord. Amen. He's the beginning and the end. My friends, nothing gets to have the final word in your life except Jesus Christ. He is the beginning and he is the end. He who is and who was and who is to come, he is the Almighty. Amen. Now, what is this phrase? I am the Alpha and the Omega. 
Well, the alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet and omega is the last letter. And the New Testament was originally written in Greek. However, Jesus is Jewish and John is Jewish. So they would not have spoke Greek to each other. They would have spoke Hebrew to each other. And so what Jesus probably said was, I am the Aleph and I am the Toph. Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and Toph is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And an amazing, only the Lord could do this. If you are to go through and read the uh, Bible in the original Hebrew, the Old Testament in the original Hebrew that it was written, you will find that there are just certain instances where these two letters, Aleph and Toph, appear and they're untranslated because there's nothing to translate them as. And so, so Hebrew scholars, you know, Jewish scholars are, have no ex- ex- explanation for it, right? Or, or varying explanations because they don't believe in Jesus and the new covenant and as he is the Aleph and the Toph. But what is this? This is Jesus's signature. He just says, I'm the Aleph and the Toph. And then we find in his word, Aleph Toph. Aleph Tav, it's not everywhere, but there are some specific beautiful verses where we see Aleph Tav. It's like Jesus is saying, pay special attention to this. Or he's saying, see how I love you. And he signs it, Aleph Tav. He says, look at this, for then you will make your way prosperous, Aleph Tav, as if Jesus himself is signing it. And when we look to Jesus, we look to Jesus, we don't look for the prosperity, my friend, we look to Jesus and Jesus himself is signing the document saying, I will make you prosperous. You just look to me and I will make you prosperous. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. We know Jesus. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth and the life. We find life in Jesus. Amen. Well, if you go to Joshua 1:18, we're going to find another place. The next place actually where Jesus signs and here it says that uh, the people are responding to Joshua and they say, whoever rebels against your command and does not hear your words, listen, but in the Hebrew, it says, whoever rebels against your command and does not hear Aleph Tav, whoever does not hear Aleph Tav, it's as if it's saying, whoever does not hear Jesus. And all that you command shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. My friend, there's a warning there. A huge warning. Whoever does not hear Aleph Tav, whoever does not hear Jesus, shall receive death. My friend, that is the gospel. He's hidden it right here in the Old Testament for us. When we see Jesus... Our way will be prosperous. Let me ask you something. When you go to sleep here and wake up in heaven, would you consider that prosperous? Would you consider that good success? Because I sure would. And how do we get there? When we see Jesus, through Jesus. But when we don't receive Jesus, the Bible says the thief, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When we don't hear the words of Jesus that say, believe on me, And you shall be saved, you and your household. When we don't hear Jesus' own words that says, For God so loved the world that he sent his son into the world, that whoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If they refuse to hear those words, 
then they will taste the true death. When they close their eyes here, they will wake up in the real death, which is hell. My friends, which is what all of us deserve. But Jesus loves us too much. Our Father loves us too much that he doesn't want to see us go there. So he says, put your eyes on my son. Hallelujah. Don't you just love all these extra tidbits we can get? And I want to share something with you. You don't have to take a Hebrew class to be able to get these goodies. I use the Interlinear Bible. It's so much fun. It has the Hebrew and the English uh, for the Old Testament uh, side by side. And then in the New Testament, it has the original Greek and the English. And I'm telling you, it will really deepen your, your time with the Lord. You know, when you don't even have to purchase it, uh, I did because uh, y'all know I'm so old school. I love having the, the papers and the books and the Bibles right in front of me. But you can also, there's apps you can get for your phone. Um, you can also just use um, the internet and there's free access uh, as well. So anyways, that was not an ad I get paid for. <laughs> Don't get paid for anything, just so you know. I uh, just wanted to share that because you, you can go and look for yourself and see that those two words, those two letters, Aleph Tav are there. So when we don't hear Jesus, it brings death into our life, my friends. And I want you to understand, too, that, that God sees, you know, like sickness is an early onset stage of death. Like anywhere where we're experiencing lack is, is death creeping in. So what does that mean? Well, we know the answer now. The answer is that we need more of Jesus. We need more of his words. So if we see death creeping in, we need more of his words, my friends. Hallelujah. The Lord brought me back to life with this. You know, many of you all have already heard about that. When I was uh, um, so uh, infirmed that I had to spend all my time in the bed, my body was so weak and in so much pain, I couldn't move. So my husband kept the Bible on CD playing for me. He kept sermons playing for me. And when I, with the Lord strengthened me to where I could move to the couch after uh, some quite some while, then I would sit there watching sermons all day. My friends, what was that? The word, God's word brought my body to life and drove out death. Amen, my friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to, to share and look at, a, at another account of this, right? I've shared a lot of my testimony of what the Lord has done for me through meditating on his word, but we have plenty of examples from the Bible too. Amen. And so I want to share one with you. And also I want to share this with you. You know, the Lord can make you prosperous, even in a bad situation. And I actually believe that, you know, if you are in a bad situation and you just keep seeing Jesus there, he will prosper you and prosper you and prosper you until you end up with the good success. But it comes from just keeping your eyes on Jesus. Just keep meditating on his word and trusting him and relying on him. And so to delve into this, we are going to go and look at the life of Joseph. Amen. And actually, I think we're going to have to leave that for the next time. Oh my goodness, my friends. We have had so much fun together that our time has just escaped us, as it usually does. Right. And I'm going to have to wait to share about Joseph with you until the next time. But I am telling you, you are so going to want to hear this. We are going to see how um, the word of God uh, prospered Joseph, how the Lord prospered him, even in the worst of circumstances until he brought him to his good success. 
Amen, my friends. And that's what we are declaring. I am declaring over each of you today that you keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus, you just open our hearts, open our eyes, help us to keep our eyes on you, Lord, to fill our mouths with your word, to have that desire and that yearning for your word, Lord, and to, and to, um, speak it over ourselves and over our families. And we declare that we shall, shall listen to you. We shall hear you and you shall make our ways prosperous and give us good success to you and all of your loved ones, my friends. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, the Lord keep you. The Lord bless you. The Lord protect you this week from all diseases and sicknesses and um, destruction. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face on you and grant you peace. Remember, my friends, his peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. The Lord gives you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Until next time, keep on living, loving, and laughing in grace.